It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With their star players seemingly wanting to get out of town, Mark Shifley, Connor Halbuck, Blake Wheeler, Pierre-Luc Dubois, what do the Winnipeg Jets do this offseason? What trades do they make? What can they get in return? And who do they approach in free agency? The NHL offseason continues here on the Edgework channel, and today we're looking at the Winnipeg Jets. So, of course, I brought alongside with me Kevin Sheveldayoff, also known as Alex Moretto, to help us walk through what the Winnipeg Jets should be doing this offseason, some potential signings, uh, restrictive free agents they should be trying to bring back, as well as some potential trades that they could be looking to make. As everyone knows at this point in time, the Winnipeg Jets are what you would call a little bit of a disaster at the current moment in time. Couple expiring contracts, you're stripping away C's, you got guys who say they don't want to come back. So what do the Winnipeg Jets do? We'll break it all down here in this video today. But before we get into that, you're going to notice here on the screen the Pinnacle Sportsbook logo as well as a QR code beside it. And that is because we are are proud to work with the Pinnacle Sportsbook because Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook and available to bettors in Ontario. You can find out what professional bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors bet. You must be 19 plus in Ontario to play. Please play responsibly. Not available in the U.S. If you do want to sign up for Pinnacle, you can scan that QR code there on the screen as well as hit the link in the description. It does help support the show, but Mr. Shovel Day Off, Let's get into some uh, off-season action here, what we're going to be looking at going into next season. But before we do, what do you make of what happened with the Winnipeg Jets in this previous season? You go into the playoffs there, you face off against the Vegas Golden Knights. Eventually, they obviously go on to win the Stanley Cup. But after game one, the Jets pretty much deflated. You got the coach calling guys out in the media after. You got the players on the team aren't happy with it. You got guys looking to move on. What do you make of this disaster of a season that happened for the Winnipeg Jets last year? Yeah, I mean, kind of all over the place with how well they started. And then, you know, I mean, obviously tail off significantly towards the end. End up still making the playoffs handled the cup champion Vegas Golden Knights in game one look like maybe like yeah. we're going to pull an upset in this uh, series They're, they have the lead in game two things kind of go south for them um, game three they lose that tough tough double overtime game that Morrissey left like early on I think it was a gutsy effort to get that to double overtime to short their best defenseman and then yeah obviously things just went south completely after that but like I mean Injuries definitely played a part too, right? Ehlers only yeah. plays one playoff game. Um, you know, they lose Morrissey at the very start of game three. Uh, kind of tough. Like Shifley, you know, Shifley only played four of the five. Um, so, yeah, I mean, now you enter a very interesting offseason where, like, yeah. I mean, there could be a mass exodus. Um, and depending on how you look at it, that's either like a scary thing for Jets fans or it's a very exciting thing where, hey, we're going to turn the page here and, you know, we're going to, I mean, we've been sort of potentially underachieving, I guess, for a while. Like, you know, you have guys like Shifley and, and Wheeler and, you know, Hellebuck and Dubois and whatever, and like just haven't been able to take that next step. So 
you know, maybe this is a good thing, a chance to sort of not even yeah. like rebuild, but just like start fresh. And uh, I think that opens a lot of exciting possibilities for uh, for Sheffield Day off. And I think this could be, they're, they're like the team to watch this off season. Yeah, they are. I mean, you've got some big names, some big players who are on some of the expiring deals, some guys who clearly do not want to be there and not looking to be there in the future moving forward. But uh, one thing that is reality of the situation, this isn't to give a jab at Jets fans or anything at all, but one of the things that they have a, some slight difficulty with with building out some of these teams or making some of these moves is a lot of guys with modified no-trade clauses or full no-move clauses or whatever, the first place that they're likely not trying to go to in the majority of cases is the Winnipeg Jets and it's just it is the truth of what happens when you find out about some of these guys lists they don't want to go there that's not where they'd like to be moved so you have to give them a convincing argument of why they should be coming to Winnipeg if you are looking to trade for them so that also just becomes a step in the way and then signing for agents can be a little bit difficult but when you have players like you've got here who can bring back some assets that is going to be a little bit of a chip in your corner to be able to bring back a little bit more value in that sense but as we look to build out this team for next year, we're going to be doing so here on the Cap Friendly GM, uh, Interactive GM. So if you people are looking at home wondering how we're doing this, that is how. I'll include the link in the description below. But most importantly here, let's start with the restricted free agents that we are looking to bring back for the Winnipeg Jets. We'll go right away there. Who are guys on this team from last year that you feel you should be prioritizing bringing back who are restricted? Um, definitely going to be uh, bringing back Morgan Barron here. I think you're going to look to re-sign all your RFAs if you're the Jets. Um, you know, Logan Stanley, a good depth defenseman, maybe even like your seventh guy heading into next season. Uh, you're probably going to bring back Sandberg as well. Um, Morgan Barron for sure. And Kevin Stenland, uh, obviously Pierre-Luc Dubois being an RFA is not someone who, uh, who's, who's made it, made it very clear. He's not looking to, to resign even for one year. Yeah. Um, so let's start with, uh, let's start with Morgan Barron, I guess. And, um, we will give him a, uh, we'll give him a two year deal at a, a little over a million, let's say like 1.15 or something like that. Okay. So we'll lock in Morgan Barron there first signing first restricted free agent, and now it uh, gets added to our list, and we'll continue to go back. Next uh, RFA that we're going to look to sign from for the Jets here. Uh, the next one we will look to resign is um, Kevin Stenland, I guess. I don't think necessarily he will factor in on this team, uh, at least on my plan, um, the way I've kind of mapped this out here. But, uh, right. you know, he's someone you'll have as, as a depth forward, you know, if, if injuries hit and stuff. So, you know, we'll bring him back basically around the, another one-year deal around the same uh, same average is good. All right. So first two RFAs taken down get them locked into contracts uh, moving forward. And you mentioned Logan Stanley. We'll go to him next here. What is the cap hit term that you're looking at bringing Logan Stanley back on? Um, let's bring Stanley back. Uh, at, he's 25 here. So, you know, either way you're going to move him into UFA. Uh, so we can bring him back. Like, I mean, I don't think you're looking for anything long term. So let's go one or two years here at uh like 1.25 keeping within this roster is there anyone else that you'd want to bring back to play up on the on the big club next year the guys that are important from there obviously so there's going to be some guys here who might play in the minors next season but we're not going to focus on that for the core uh, for the sake of this um no let's leave it here let's leave it there okay start getting into so, real fun stuff 
<laughs> so now where is the next place that you want to go here? You want to go sign free agents or do you want to start making some trades? Because there are a bunch of guys that we talked about who could be uh, interesting pieces to move around. Yeah, I mean, look, there's about four elephants in the room, and I think we need to get to each of them one by one here. So <laughs> we can start with uh, we can start with Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, obviously, in our Habs offseason plan, we we traded him to Montreal, but you know that's not necessarily like doesn't mean that's best case scenario for uh, for the Jets. I think there are other teams where they can get a sort of better return or return that makes a bit more sense for them. So in this case, I'm going to trade Pierre Luc Dubois in a, you know, sort of sign and trade to the LA Kings. LA, uh, Dennis Bernstein, friend of the show has reported in the past that the Kings have been very aggressive um, going after Dubois when he was available. So, you know, it makes sense that they would potentially be going after him again. And I think there's definitely, uh, definitely some, you know, a deal there that that we can make work. Um, I am going to look for a guy who can, contribute right away and uh, a guy who I think would be available in a deal like this, which is Alex Fallo. And then right. if we continue to build out this package, let's add in Sean Dersey on the back end. A good young guy will be under team control for a while. Um, and then I think that you can squeeze a little bit more out of them here. Uh, you know, even though maybe don't have the most leverage in the world, but like looking for like maybe sort of a depth forward, a guy who, again, under team control, um, someone, I look for someone like an RFA here and like Jared Anderson Dolan, maybe someone who's not going to like factor in heavily into the future plans for the Kings, but still a nice player. Um, I think if you can, you know, get him to sort of round up the package that, uh, that would be a, a decent, I think you do well in that, um, Dubois trade there for a package of you follow Jersey and Anderson Dolan. Anything else we're adding to this trade before we submit it through to the uh, to the NHL office? Nope. Let's do it. Call Gary. All right. <laughs> Make the call. <laughs> Gary, approve the roster. There you go. So we bring back follow Anderson Dolan, as well as Sean Dersey, sending Pierre-Luc Dubois the other way. And you mentioned this would likely be in a sign-and-trade type of situation. So uh, there you go, Pierre-Luc Dubois moving on the other way to the LA Kings. Now... We're going to have to sign um, Anderson Dolan here, but is there any other big trades that you'd be looking to move on for? Is there uh, some guys that you want to sign before you make those trades? How, what is your next step as the GM of the Winnipeg Jets? Yeah, so I mean, okay, so you you got the right to Anderson Dolan, so we can give him like two years, like eight, 850, something like that, I think would make sense. Um, but now, okay, look, so that's one elephant. Let's get to the next one. Uh, Mark Shifley, obviously just... Very good player, good score, um, big guy, center. I mean, look, it's say what you want about Shifley, and like there's people who like to criticize him, uh, and you know, maybe some of it's warranted, but nonetheless, he's going to be someone who's highly coveted and someone who might do very well with the change of scenery here. Uh, and I think you can get a decent return for him. Let's move him to Carolina. Uh, I think that that makes a lot of sense for Carolina and what they're kind of looking to do. They need a guy who is going to put the puck in the back of the net. Um, right now, kind of relying on Kokinami as their second center. I don't quite think that that, uh, that that cuts it. And, you know, I mean, if you can bring in a guy like Shifley, a veteran guy, popped him over 40 goals last year, I think that that would make a lot of sense for them. And they have pieces that they can give back to the Jets here that, the Jets that would appeal to them. So um, for sure, let's say uh, you're giving Shifley to Carolina and you're going to get back as a centerpiece of the deal, uh, Martin Netches. 
Okay. Here's a guy who who can play center, hasn't a ton there, but I think now like bringing him in, if you're trading Dubois, you're trading such shifley, you're going to give him a real shot at center uh, next season. So let's say Netches, and honestly, like I, you could convince me that this could be a one for one deal just based on the fact that shifley has to move on. They're going to get something from while they can. Um, that's just coming off a very good season, obviously maybe a bit more of a disappointing playoffs, but like a guy who is under team control here, like he's an RFA after this, you know, the jets aren't just going to lose it for nothing. So, but I mean, maybe, you know, maybe like does Carolina add like a pick or something like that or a death prospect? Sure. Um, we can add like a fourth or something, but for the sake of like building out this roster for next season, I think this is basically what your trade is going to look like. All right, so we'll throw in the fourth there just to kind of beef that up, going back the other way to acquire Mark Shifley. And this trade, obviously, here in Winnipeg does drop down $3 million of salary, so they open some of that back up, but we'll send this on through to the NHL offices, and oh, look at that. It is approved. So now you're currently sitting at $6.867 million of cap space available for this Jets team. You've moved on from Mark Shifley. You moved on from Pierre-Luc Dubois. Those are two of the biggest pieces there. What's the next domino to fall? Blake Wheeler. Um, it's been reported that he is not going to be with the team next season. Um, I think I think everyone would be pretty shocked if he was. Also a guy that's going to be very hard to move, though. Like, just that's a monster salary, even if you eat half of it. Yeah. Like, I don't think the Jets are really dying to do that. Um, so we instead are going, to, and obviously, you know, with the no trade clause, the modified no trade clause, it's, it's going to be tough to find a right suitor. You know, you, like you can't just necessarily ship him off to an Arizona. Is he going to want to waive this no trade clause? You go there, what? Like maybe he will, yeah. but for the sake of this exercise, we are just going to buy him out. Those are three of the big four, one remaining. And I think this one might be the biggest piece of all, just from the sake of who he is. Connor Hellebuck kind of sitting there still. Vesna caliber goaltender can drastically change the way a team looks at the way a team plays, what kind of success they might have. How do you handle Connor Hellebuck going into next season? Yeah, this is a really tough one. And uh, I kind of muddled over this. There are a lot of, you know, potential landing spots for him. Um, I mean, a team like Jersey makes a lot of sense. A team that has the cap space, they have the pieces that they could trade. Um, but that's not where I settled here. I settled on Buffalo. I think that, you know, I mean, it's a bit of an aggressive move, but the Sabres, like, it's something that could suit them obviously very well. A team that is almost ready to contend right now. Um, they have the question mark goalie. They do have a long-term solution, but, like, that's, you know, that solution in, in uh, Devin Levi is not necessarily ready to start this year. Um, probably not for a little bit longer. So, you know, bringing in a guy like Hellebuck where you can have him for, you know, a few years, um, if not longer, to bridge the gap. I think that's something that they could look to do and, again, contend right now. So let us ship Hellebuck to Buffalo. And in the return package, I'm going to go with Victor Olofsson, who is a guy who is, you know, obviously heavily rumored to be on the move. It sounds like he's going to be traded this offseason. Um and again, you know, if you're Winnipeg, like you're looking at him as a guy who's going to help you right now. Like you're not necessarily making your team that much worse by moving on from these core four guys. You're yeah. still keeping yourself in a position with Ehlers, uh, with Connor, and like bringing in these faces who can contribute right now. You know, you're still going to be competitive next season. So Olofsson, as one of the guys in that deal, um, 
And uh, let's add in John Jason Paterka as well, who I think is a nice young player. Um, again, going to be in the lineup this season, contribute right away under team control. Uh, that would be a very attractive piece to bring back if you're Winnipeg. And um, let's throw in a, uh, a second round pick as well. Maybe you can pry a Phillies pick, the higher one away from them. Any other picks that we're adding there into the steal? I mean, if, if you can, you know, you're going to try and get as much as you can, but I think that's pretty <laughs> yeah. much like, that's pretty, that's, I think that's a pretty fair deal here. Right. Okay. So before we hit submit, I have questions for you about this one. The first yes. one being, I feel like there might be some reluctance from Buffalo to move on from a guy like JJ Paterka. It's not necessarily to say that they won't or that, you as Kevin Shovel Dayoff might have the answers for that. But just in this situation, that's one that I look at and say, hey, this Paterka kid, I think he's pretty good. I think that they, you kind of have that reliance on like, all right, can you build up some of your young guys to be part of the bigger core going forward? Like you bring back Opozo. Yeah, that's great. But you bring him back on one year deals now. He's not going to be the long term here in Buffalo. So maybe it's some of these other guys. Maybe it's him. Olofsson, I agree with going out the other way. But the only question that I kind of had for you is, does bringing in Hellebuck stunt the growth of Devin Levi a little too much? And what I mean by that when I say that is that Connor Hellebuck is a goaltender who is capable of and seems to enjoy playing 60 to 70 games a season. Mm-hmm. You see him slot in at like mid to high 60s each year of the last couple of seasons. I think that's part of the thing that just kind of gets him rolling. We don't really see him fall off too much in the playoffs. I think it's more results of the team in front of him than it is him, like his actual play itself that kind of has that deterioration. So if he's going to be eating up that many minutes, if he's playing that many games, you're going to kind of chop down Levi of what he could potentially play in another situation with another goalie. Uh, if you're in Buffalo, is that concern you at all? Is that maybe a hesitancy to say like, hey, maybe a Hellebuck's not the move that we make. We go find another guy. So, I mean, yeah, it's very possible. Um, you know, I think that Levi is still probably a few years away from being the guy that you want to go into your season with as the undisputed number one starter. So like yes. whether Hellebuck is a guy who you're bringing in for this year and then maybe you you know, bring him back after this year for like on a two year deal or something like that. Like I think something like that could still make sense for them. Obviously it's not necessarily a perfect fit and you know, you do have to figure that out. You're kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit. Cause like you do want Levi to be the guy of the future and are you stunting his growth? Perhaps um, it's possible, you know, you can play him in the AHL for a little bit too. And, you know, have UPL hopefully be your backup as well. Um, you know, at least for this season, there are different ways I guess you can approach it. Um, is it like the perfect, does it make the perfect sense? Not necessarily, but they're in a weird spot where like the team is ready to compete right now, Buffalo. And I think they'll feel that they are ready to compete right now, but in net they are not. And so, you know, is Hellebuck more of like a long-term answer, but yeah, potentially he is where like, you're not going to maybe bring him in for a year or two, but like you can at the same time. And I know if they want to contend right now, like why not, you know, like, give those reward those young guys like give them a chance like they've earned their shot to go for it and like this is like kind of the the move you make as a gm where you're like hey like i believe in you guys and i'm going to give you guys everything you need right now to go out there and you know in a in an eastern conference that is like going to be a lot more open this year than it was last year right 
I mean, yep. things are really starting to open up. A lot of those top end teams are kind of on the decline. So like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm rewarding those young guys and I'm like giving them hella buck and giving them a chance to really take a run at this. All right. Fair enough. Uh, we'll submit the trade through then. Now, on the list that you had sent me over earlier of potential moves, there was a couple more trades that you had been looking at. Yeah. What are those? Who else are you trying to bring into this Jets team? Because seems uh, by at least the model you're building out here for the for the Winnipeg Jets next year, Shovel Day Off is going to have a pretty active phone in this offseason. Yeah. Um, so I'm also looking to ship out Brendan Dillon here. And uh, I think will make a little bit more sense in a bit, but I think Brendan Dillon, I mean, obviously with bringing in Jersey, you have a bit of a log jam on that left side and Dylan's a guy who you can get something for now. You know, he's only got one year left. Might as well get something while you still can. Um, yep. You're not going to get a, a ton. Uh, and the Habs one, I think we did the exact same thing here. We traded uh, Joel Edmondson to Seattle. Well, now we're trading Brendan Dillon to Seattle instead for a third round pick. <laughs> I think okay. Seattle's, uh, I think Seattle's definitely a team that's going to be in the market for a defenseman. Um, this summer they have the cast base they have the assets and i think if you look at their you look at the kind of way their depth charts uh mapped out they're definitely going to be in the market for uh for some blue line help okay effectively opening up some cap space and on top yeah. of that opening up roster spots along your left side as we looked at earlier there in terms of the depth we were jammed up on the left side of the defense um now where's the next move that we go from here okay so now if we uh, scroll down to defense there, looks like there's a little bit of a need on the right side. And so obviously, you know, you can turn to free agency to fill that. But being the Jets, we've already talked about it. You know, you kind of struggle to attract free agents. Um, it's no sure thing you're going to get one. It's not a great defensive market uh, this summer. So I am looking instead to a cap strap team in the Minnesota Wild. And I'm going to go after one of their restricted free agents in Kalen Addison, who hasn't gotten the most chance there yet. I think the very good player um, who could benefit from a change of scenery. And why not have that change of scenery be uh, sending him to, you know, his hometown? Um, he's a Manitoba kid. Uh, you know, he's from Brandon. Let's send him to Winnipeg. Um, guy under team control. I think he's a guy who will be sort of happy to go there. You know, he won't be avoiding uh, Winnipeg, maybe we'll be open to a long-term deal. If, you know, right now you trade for him, you can sign him to like a two-year deal uh, in the meantime to keep him under team control. So he's an RFA after that. But yeah, someone who like, I think you can see factoring into the organization for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So what are we sending the other way for Addison here? So, I mean, I think you're probably going to have to give up like a second or third, um, Maybe you're gonna give. Let's let's say like you say you can pry him away for uh for your third round pick. Obviously, the Wild. I mean, he's not like Addison didn't factor in heavily into their plans this season, and um, they're in yep. a tough spot against the cap. So like looking to get an asset for a guy that they're gonna potentially struggle to resign. I think that that's a deal that makes sense for both both sides. All right, we'll send that trade through. Uh, and bring in Kalen Addison there, and we, then we'll get him signed. Now, are there any other trades that you're looking to make this offseason before we have to go and sign uh, Anderson Dolan, make sure he gets under contract as well as Kalen Addison, and before we move on to uh, the free agent market? Yeah, so you've obviously got the cap space now, right? You moved on from Wheeler, you moved on from Shifley, Dubois gone, Hellebuck's gone. Like, you've got a ton of <laughs> cap space. Um, I think that, you know, let's look to weaponize that a bit and 
again, free agency, maybe not the best route for the Jets where you're going to struggle to attract some guys. So let's look at another Canadian city here in Vancouver, a team that is very much up against the cap. And they have a guy in Connor Garland who has no no trade clause, um, who's under term for a while, which is something that is very beneficial to a team like the Jets to be able to bring in yes. a guy who has you know several i think i think he's got three years left on his uh on his contract um Correct, he's 27 yeah. years old has been a very productive nhl player i think if you're the jets you're gonna have to really overpay in free agency to try and bring someone in of his caliber so in order to you know to get someone like that who basically you can i think get for free at this point um the reports are that teams are calling and asking for an asset to take garland I mean, if you're the Jets and you can go in there and be like, hey, you know, we'll give a late round pick and take Garland off your hands. I think the Canucks are going to do that in a heartbeat, frees up uh, some space for them and gives them a bit more wiggle rooms. And then for the Jets, you're getting a guy who's going to contribute right now and who is, you know, maybe going to benefit again from a change of scenery. Right. So that pick going back the other way that you're like likely looking at here, where would that be? What kind of value do you put on that for, for Connor Garland to be able to right. get him out it's, of Vancouver? I think, I think you're basically going to look at like future considerations type of thing here. Yeah. Maybe like a, a six for next year that could escalate as high as like a fourth, depending on like, you know, how he does or whatever, but let's say like a six round pick next. All year. right. So go 2024 six round pick for next season uh, with the kind of the stipulations that we're maybe you're going to throw in some uh, can, uh, considerations on this. Hey, how long, how do the Jets do? How does he perform with the new team? That kind of thing. And especially considering some of the other factors that we've heard, we're hearing about now in terms of what it might take to get Garland out of Vancouver and Vancouver, maybe just looking to move on from them. Just take that into consideration with these trades. So is that it? Are you done making trades now this off season? Like that's it. There's no more trades. Okay. Let's first go and get some of these guys signed. Uh, let's get, get our RFAs that we've just brought in under contract. Okay, first and foremost, Anderson Dolan. What do you kind of anticipate that he he might be uh, looking for in his next contract here with the Winnipeg Jets? Uh, two years, eight hundred fifty or so k per season. Okay. And next, the local boy, Kalen Addison. Uh, where are we looking at there? Let's go two years. We keep him under team control after that. Uh, about 1.65. All right. Our own RFAs are done. Our trades are made. We signed the RFAs that we've traded for. Is there any other moves that you're looking for this offseason? Free agency? Are you looking in there? And who do you try to acquire? Yeah, so let's let's shape up our roster a little bit here and see where the gaps are and see where we're going to dip our toe into the free agent pool. Um, right. So I think part of the deals that you, you know, the part of the thing with the Shifley deal, the Dubois deal is you're freeing up spaces down the middle where you're going to want Netches to hopefully be that guy who can, who can take uh take on a center role. Um, and I think the same thing with Cole Perfetti. I think you're going to give him a chance to play center legitimately next season. Um, so let's put Netches as that one uh, C and let's get Cole Perfetti in there. Um, I think he might be on IR. So we'll go Perfetti as the 2C, um, Lowry as the 3C, and then Anderson Dolan will be the 5C. I think Stenland can go down to the minors. Okay. 
And then uh, on that left side, let's go Connor. Um, and then maybe you follow up to that second line. Need a rider on that third line with Lowry. Who, um, and then Gustafson can go down to the minors as well. On the right side, we'll go Ehlers line one. Uh, and then, I mean, Garland line two, Olofsson line three. I think those guys are a bit interchangeable. Uh, we'll leave that up to coach. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Appleton line four. That makes sense. Uh, we'll get Paterka up to, uh, sorry, left wing line four there. So we need a 4C. We need two goalies. Yeah. And yeah. we're good on the back end for now. Uh, I think yes. we've got Logan Stanley there as well. Okay, so we need a 4C. Um, I think if I'm the Jets, I'm looking at uh, a guy like Lars Eller or Thomas Noshek. Um, two guys who are, you know, defensively sound. I think at this point their careers are pretty much just cemented as fourth line centers. Uh let's let's say let's let's go with Thomas Noshek. Okay. And what do you bring him in at? What term? How many years? Um let's say like two years, one point two five. Probably gonna have to again, you're probably gonna have to overpay a little bit for these guys just to get them to come to Winnipeg. Uh correct. Yeah, maybe even up like a one point five. But like yeah, I think that I think that Nochik's someone who's gonna probably gonna make like a million. And you know, for the Jets, you're probably gonna have to up that a little bit. So let's let's get Nochek in there and then uh let's look to goaltender now, where we're gonna have to fill the void with Hellebuck leaving in the trade and Riddick leaving as a free agent. So um I think what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna bring in a guy like Corpusallo. And he's a guy who I think obviously you're gonna have to overpay for just considering the state of the goaltender market. Um, yeah. And I mean, he's coming off a pretty good season. I think he's a guy who is a fair gamble to take. I think I'm, I'm willing to take a bit of a swing on him. Um, and so let's go like four by four for Corpus Allo, which is probably a lot more than people are expecting for him to get. But like, if you're going to want to lure him into Winnipeg and, you know, he's a guy who could potentially be that number one for you. All right. Lock him in there. Okay, so we still need another goalie here for the Winnipeg Jets. Who is the backup to Corpus Allo next year? Uh, let's bring back the old faithful, uh, Laurent Bossois, a guy who obviously has played at Winnipeg before, a cup winner, uh, impressed in his you know playoff run with the Je uh, with the uh, Knights before getting injured. Uh, let's bring him back, maybe like a two-by-two, two, something like that. I think that's, uh, that's a good deal for him. All right. Currently looking at $4 million in cap space for next season. You got 24 guys on your roster as it is right now. 14 forwards there. Uh, and defense is filled out. Any other moves for you this offseason? No more trades, signings. That's it. You're done. I think uh, Chevy racked up quite a phone bill. And I think this is where he's <laughs> got to draw the line here. <laughs> okay. Okay, so to recap the moves here, because there were a lot, I want to make sure people kind of see these as they've gone in. So uh, let's go through some of the trades that were made. So you're moving on from Pierre-Luc Dubois. You bring back Anderson Dolan, Sean Dersey, and Aya Fallow from the Winnipeg, uh, 
to Winnipeg from the LA Kings. You go to Carolina, you hit them up, and you tell them you're going to send them Mark Shifley. You're bringing back Martin Natchez as well as a fourth-round pick. Then your next move, you got to move on from the goaltender who doesn't want to re-up. Hellebuck on his way to the Buffalo Sabres, but you get back Olofsson and Paterka as well as a second-round pick there. Then, now you're trying to open up some space, looking at moving on from guys on the defensive side. Brendan Dillon, get some value back, get a third-round pick from the Seattle Kraken. Now, okay, looking at uh, moving on from some defense there, bring in some new guys, fresh faces, guys from around the Winnipeg area, Kalen Addison for a third-round pick, and then you go to the Vancouver Canucks, your final trade, you're acquiring Connor Garland for a sixth-round pick. Then going through some of the free agent signings, you're just bringing back some of your guys as well as signing some of the players that you've acquired the rights to. Morgan Barron, Kevin Stenlin, Logan Stanley, Anderson Dolan, and Kalen Addison all get locked under contract. And then finally, you go to the free agent market. Nosek, Corpusalo, and Brassois, guys that you bring in as you've kind of essentially cleared out all the goaltenders that you had in Winnipeg, so you need to replenish that. There's your moves for this for this offseason. Oh, finishes off at $4 million in cap space. Now, before we go into this next year, what is it that is your goal as Kevin Shoveldayoff and the Winnipeg Jets? What do you want to achieve next season? I want to be right back in the playoffs. I want to be competing again. Um, I want to, you know, top two or three in that division. And I don't think you, I mean, you look at that roster, like top to bottom. I mean, maybe you lose a little bit of your star power, but you've got a much deeper team. Like this feels very uh, Kraken-esque here. And, you know, uh, yeah. a Corpus Allo and a Grubauer kind of thing, you know, like interchangeable a little bit in goal. Um, you got yeah. obviously a bit more star power, though, like with Kyle Connor and Nikolai Ehlers. But you're able to also then roll four lines with like, you know, guys like Niederreiter and Olofsson, Appleton, um, Paterka providing scoring from the bottom six. Like, obviously, you're a lot hinges on whether Neches and Perfetti are able to carry the load at center and, you know, to actually like yeah. make that transition full time. Um but if those guys are able to sort of transition in there and, and, and fill those voids, then like, I think you're looking at a team that is very much uh, going to be in contention to like, obviously, you know, a playoff team and, you know, beyond that, who knows? All right. Well, there you go. There's our second off season plan. Another Canadian market knocked down the Winnipeg jets. If you agree with anything we said, disagree with anything we said, make sure to let us know in the comments below. If you enjoyed the content here today, please make sure to like this video, subscribe here to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. More of these coming up leading up to free agency. So we'll try our best to predict or figure out what we think each of these teams needs the most in the course of action that they'll take leading up to those. If you enjoyed the content, Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Much more of this coming. We'll see you guys soon.